can't believe you two took that raving lunatic seriously. What do you think this is? Dad, I wasn't able to make it. How did the screening go? It was good. Um, good, good, good reviews for everything. Like, um, I'm actually still getting um, feedback from individuals um, currently, um, and everybody thought this was a very um, dis- like a lot of the filmmakers. Actually, a couple of filmmakers actually made it out, and they were like, "Wow, this was an actually really good lineup of films." And um, yeah, I was very, very pleased with that. And of course, your your film Girlfriend was one of those films. Um, you, so you're an actor, writer and filmmaker. You're based in L.A., is that correct? Yeah. Oh, OK. And so let's, you know, I'm going to I'm going to drill down here a little bit. So um, so where so where exactly So are you from L.A. originally or? I am not. Like most people in LA, I'm a transplant. Um, I'm originally from West Virginia. Okay. Um, and I went to a I went to a boarding school for my last couple of years of high school um, in California, a couple hours outside of LA, and it was an arts high school. Um, so I did some some uh, high school film stuff there, and then moved to LA right after I graduated. Uh, so you started early on the road to the films, the film film side of things. I did. I was in. I was really into acting in theater as a kid and like had an agent for a little while when I was younger but being from West Virginia there's really not a lot you can do in right. film so right, right. I was very eager to get started as soon as I could which required you know being somewhere else so um so so like why like you know why you know West Virginia is not like you said it's not a it's not a film community per se but so how did it how did you end up being interested in, 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 in trying to pursue that as a career. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no film, no real film industry there, but they're in my community, um, which is called Lewisburg. It's a really small town, like 3000 people, which is actually like a bigger town for, for the area and for the County. Um, it has the only year round, um, professional theater in the state. Mm. And when I was little, I started taking classes there. And then I became like the kid in all the professional shows. So there'd be just like somebody's daughter role in the the equity shows. And I was always that kid and they had a theater camp and then I was an apprentice there. So I really started being into theater. And then my friend and I made YouTube videos a lot once that became a thing. And, um, and yeah, the only like real work I did film wise in, in West Virginia was like in an infomercial for some telescope observatory. And then I started like trying. <laughs> trying to get auditions elsewhere and my parents would drive me to Virginia or Atlanta which was very cool of them so your parents were all in on on your career I mean because the one thing I'll tell you like is a you know for most the most part parents when you're starting out young you either fall into two categories either they're all in or they're all out and it it does help if your parents are all in because it's not a cheap profession 
Yeah, my parents, I got very lucky uh, and they were all in. I think my dad took a little longer to be all in. My mom was was always all about it. She's a very artistic person too. And um, I think it was just clear from the very beginning from starting theater so young that like that was what I was good at was this type of thing and what I was passionate about. And other parts of school didn't really like hold my attention very well. So I, I was very much like, I want to be a successful person. This is the area that I have to do it in. Like right. I don't feel confident about my skills in other areas. And I'm, you know, the more serious about it, I was, the more they, they got on board and have been very supportive. Right, 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 right. Uh, so, you know, me and you have actually a little bit in common in that we both are, um, from the UCB school of comedy oh, actually awesome. yeah I started out with the improv and then switched over to, to sketch writing actually so okay. I was just reminding myself I need to go by there some point within the next couple of days or so but um so you're so comedy in, in your second city which you you know if anyone looks at this they were like wow this is pretty impressive because as a comedian to be able to do both second city and UCB is actually kind of cool. How, like, how is it you ended up going to these two places? Yeah. So when I first moved to LA and I was 18, I deferred from college for a year. Um, I'd gotten into a couple film programs, but I wasn't sure that I really wanted to go to more film school or that it was worth the money. Um, so I got a roommate and like an assistant job in, in LA and um, all my favorite people, that I followed comedy wise uh, were from second city. And I didn't know there was one in Hollywood until I had moved there. And I was like, Oh, I have to take classes there. Mm. So I ended up signing up for classes. And um, for two years I did their whole program conservatory and it like ends with a show. And I learned so much. And that was kind of my first home base in LA. Um, and I loved it. And then later I ended up going to college in LA and, um, and, focusing more on like directing and production and like more design oriented stuff. But I missed, um, I missed comedy and improv. And at that point I knew a lot of people who were talking about UCB all the time. So I started taking classes there and slowly kind of just like went through that program during summers. And when I was able to, it's one of the nice things about doing college in LA, mm -hmm. I was able to do stuff like that when I had time. Wow. So, um, you speak about the people that you were trying to kind of follow like who are some of the comedians or performers that you kind of were looking towards like oh I want to do that what they yeah. are doing I'm a huge Tina Fey fan which I feel oh. like is an, e an easy answer for a, <laughs> any woman in comedy but um like I remember when Mean Girls came out and I was I don't know I can't remember how old I was but I was pretty young and uh and my family would always have a hard time agreeing on what we could watch at family movie nights. And I remember my dad and my brother did not want to watch a movie called Mean Girls. And then they saw that it was by Tina Fey and that she was in it and that it had SNL people in it mm. and Amy Poehler. Like, oh, let's watch it. And they loved it. And we all loved it. And I just felt like it was a very, like being really funny was a very unifying thing. And like her content did that. And then I loved 30 Rock when it was on. I still watch it all the time. It's just so fast paced and they don't waste a moment. Um, so yeah, and Amy Poehler too. I, I really yeah. admire her a lot. Yeah, it, I mean Tina Fey's like, uh, she's like I don't know. She she's like one of the funniest people I've ever ever seen. In her her comedy timing is just ridiculous, and it's I it's easy 
Yeah, I mean, I would. I, you, there's no way you wouldn't be as a comedian, like especially as a woman comedian, but what comedian general? I think she's just one of the you know great examples for um, what like if you're looking. If I had to pick a, a few different um, uh, producers and writers and, and and comedians to kind of point to, it's like this is who how you do it. She's one of those people. Um, just. Just yeah. amazing, amazing talent, and um, she is. And her characters are at least in Thirty Rock, and then her character in Mean Girls, and and a lot of things she does. She's really good with self-deprecating yep. characters. I I do a lot of that as well. Like my sense of humor is making fun of myself a lot of ways, and I'm not, I'm not afraid of not. Like I like how she doesn't try to look cool ever. Like she's okay with being kind of like a lame character right. for sake of the comedy, and I really appreciate that. Right, 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 and it, and it's. And it's never, um, you know, because like when you're doing that kind of comedy, is is it's kind of like a line that you have to kind of be able to balance, like where it um, doesn't, it's either it's not um, too dark, in, 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 you know, but just, but it's relatable, and I think that's where it comes down to where you make your your you say, hey, look, this is who I am, and I'm just like you, and I'm flawed, and I have all these different things that about me that I that I don't take too seriously and you don't need to take them that seriously as well. And I, I always thought that was like a great way of kind of framing, you know, this, 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 the way she does things. So, um, yeah, agreed. So, okay. So you, um, so you, you've moved out to LA, you, you're, you're in school, you're, you're doing stuff. When was the, so did you, was acting, kind of the place you wanted to go first or where you like did you have like a goal in mind as far as what you were trying to achieve um and, and which road that you were going to kind of go down first or um you know I wasn't sure when I went to that high school film program I got to direct a short that I acted in and I didn't really know what a director did before that but I was like oh I want to be able to make the creative decisions around this and I want to create roles for myself so I knew I liked doing that um and with acting, I think I was already a little bit disenchanted when I first moved there, just from the experiences I had when I was a kid and a teenager auditioning. Um, just knowing how hard it is and that it's not, you don't have a lot of control over right. like when you get to be creative. So I knew I didn't want to just do that. I definitely took acting classes and, and stuff like that. But, um, but making film was really appealing to me. And then um, when I entered into this film program for college, which it seemed more practical than an acting program, even though that's ridiculous because none of these degrees are practical, but um, it did allow me to have mm. equipment. It was in a class where you had to basically make a short film every week for a semester. Mm -hmm. um, and my second city training and community had been like the perfect training for that because it, it was basically sketches. So I ended up making all of these sketches with really funny improvisers. Mm. Um, and then one of them, um, I uploaded to Funny or Die kind of on a whim and um, somebody from Funny or Die reached out and was like, this is great. Um, wow. And like meet with us. And I was like, what? So I got to like <laughs> offices and meet with them and they were like, if you have ideas, you can pitch them to us. And it started a relationship with, with Funny or Die, which was like the first legitimizing wow. uh, thing I had for my work. Um, so it all, the combination of like film school and that second city experience was, it was really good because it allowed me to, make use of it while I, while I had gear and had crew and, and all that stuff. Mm, wow. That's crazy. I mean, that's, 
That's crazy. I, I love Funero Die. Actually, it's really a great platform for you know artists to kind of explore different things. And and uh, when I you know so I'm a bit older than you, <clears throat> but uh, for, you know when I was kind of going um, through trying to decide what I want to do, I'll, you know I grew up in the time uh, where SNL was um, king, and it was you know. I, right around the time when um, all of the classic artists um, from the show were, you know, Lorraine Newman and Belushi and Chevy Chase yeah. and Eddie Murphy and all these guys. And so that was kind of my formative situation of, you know, I it's always been and still is my dream, even though I've heard it is not the, like for the faint at heart being on SNL. Hard work environment. Yeah, I, you know, it's... I, you know, the more I hear about him, yeah, I'm good, but yeah, 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 but it's still, you know, doing sketch for me is kind of like I love writing sketch, I love acting in sketch. Um, doing improv is, you know, I, I started by going to the UCB for, for improv, and it's, it's so much different than like it's hard it's like to me the hardest the three of the hardest things i've ever done in life were do stand up um mm. at the apollo um do wow. improv at ucb and um you know uh math in college um so those are my three hard things in life um yeah what how do you you know what do you think you take taken from the improv side of because so let me rewind before I ask you that question. Um, one, so one of the reasons why I chose Girlfriend as one of the films in my festivals because uh, it was funny. I remember you know watching the film and like just um, you. There's a, a very great sense of timing of some of the comedy and that's it, that you do and how the lines are delivered. And I was it just. I knew right away, without even looking at your profile or knowing any more about you, that you had had experience in, um, you had had done something either at UCB or one of the yeah. schools because you have carried forth a lot of great timing in, in what you did for this this film. And so I, I always wonder like, um, like how, what you took from improv and what you took from sketch or whatever other experiences you've had and to, to kind of layer into this, this film. Yeah. I'm really glad that that came, came through for you. Um, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I think that I, I was learning improv at the same time I was learning, you know, to write and direct in a more serious way. So I definitely feel like um, it's usually part of the process. And with girlfriend in particular, I, had you know a script that i i had trouble cutting it down because mm. it, it was personal and there was so much of it so i ended up doing a lot of like okay let's get this how can we get this across in a shorter a shorter way like now that we know the stories let's try improving through it a little bit and um ali who's the um the male lead in it is he's at ucb and killing it he's on a um a herald team and he's he's great and um so I, I wanted somebody that we could have that that timing because I felt like if it's, you know, a short that's a, like 10 minutes in, in one room, it needs to have that kind of uh, energy and, and comedic timing or it could get stale really fast. And then I also just 
you know, I, I like, um, I like letting characters breathe and exist in, in that way and just staying flexible with it. I think the improv thing helps me be flexible and think I'm and not be afraid to to change things when they're not working on on set so what so what was the um so the, uh what was the motivation to doing this film like um where'd the idea come from because um because uh so i i know a few different people who are in um they're like dating experts or they they do dating consulting and that kind of thing and um i told them about the story was in this and they're like oh yeah yeah this is this this is a conversation people have like all the time and i'm like really they're like yeah this is this is not an unusual situation but it is unusual (laughs) yeah i mean that's part of why i wanted to make it was because i i'm you know i'm from west virginia my parents were high school sweethearts and basically only dated each other um and i feel like the world of dating that i have come to understand living in LA is just it's so radically different from that. Mm. And I, um, a few years ago and prior to making the film, I was in a kind of undefined relationship with someone that I was falling in love with. And mm. it was very like, in some ways it was very serious emotionally. And right. then once we had that talk, I was like, Oh, this is, this doesn't fit the parameters of what I thought a relationship was. Right. But I think when you're a young person, and I don't know, you're maybe challenging some of the things that your parents' generation did and the things that didn't work there. <laughs> you're not quick, you're not super quick to defend your own uh, preferences or beliefs. Because if, if I was in a relationship like that now, I think I would be like, oh, okay, you do you. That's not for me. I kind of want monogamy. That's my thing. See you later. But at the time, I was like, well, am I wrong? What am I supposed to do for love? How am I old fashioned? What is mm. it like? it just spun me out and I know I wasn't the only person who's who's gone through something like that and I also just thought that confusion was worth mining for comedy and exploring on screen because it was so unlike anything else I had ever <laughs> had ever mm. experienced so you said this was you had trouble cutting this down was this meant to, like were you when you wrote this did you mean to write it as a short or was this going to was this going because it felt like um that this could have easily become an eight-part web series where you kind of explore this person, this person, and all these different situations. With this being inclusive of that situation, right? Um, no, it was always intended to be a short. I think I just I spent a long time writing it, and I wrote it right. I started writing it right after that my actual breakup happened. So I think that there was just mm crammed into it and it was hard for me to usually I'm really good at not being precious with like specific lines like I'm I'm usually really good at just being like nope cut it shorter the better let's get it out but with this one I think it was harder for me to prioritize and understand what was important to leave in and what was important to cut out so it which is fine it just initially in my head was going to be a one day shoot and less pages. And we ended up kind of shooting more and then cutting it down, which, which is fine. It was always going to be around this length. They, um, it just, it just wasn't as a, it wasn't as easy for me to dice up as it usually is. Cause it was so personal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, when you're writing something that's personal, it's like it all comes flowing out and then you have to do, you have to figure out what to do with it after you, it's all, you know, 
the, the spigot is run clear, I guess. And um, well, it kind of explains <laughs> some kind of heady concepts about relationships. And I wasn't sure, you know, how mm. much people need to know, how much people already know mm. about this type of situation. So, yeah, it was about finding a balance. Speaking of this, this I mean, this, so it's so funny. Um, so as I'm watching this film and um, I'm sitting there going, why does this guy look so familiar to me? I'm like, I know th this guy, I, I know this face, I know this person. And then I, yeah. it wasn't until afterwards, I, I figured, oh, okay, I know who this dude is. I mean, um, he's been on other stuff. Um, how did you do your, how did you do your, like, how did you cast him? How did, is, or was it just kind of like something that just fell together? So, um, yeah, he's, um, Ali is an amazing actor and comedian. He's going to be huge, I feel like. Um, a mutual friend that I knew from sketch and filmmaking stuff was good friends with him, and she had me direct a sketch for her a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So he was in her sketch, and then um, when Anna, my producer, and I were pulling this together, um, we wanted to do something we had done for other short films, which was just invite people in for a chemistry read and do like a handful of people that we'd both already worked with or that we already knew through recommendations so we didn't do like a wide casting thing we really did, um a few that we thought were great that we uh that we liked and um there were a couple other really good and really like i don't know like really good and um established actors that we had in for it but nobody else who was um so improv uh improv trained and we ended up liking that vibe the mm. best it was with other people how much it how much it changed um but i think it was the funniest with with ali and he's also obviously a, a good dramatic actor well it's, it, that's the one thing about like um so i was yesterday i happened to be watching the documentary on on netflix about the making of back to the future and you know they they talk about the, the original time they tried to cast um michael j fox and that he wasn't the first person that was supposed to be in the movie and that the, the first person they put into it, the, the, it wasn't, it just didn't pop the way it was supposed to. The, the comedy that was supposed to be come through wasn't really there. And I think there's a, there's a, you know, there's a certain like special comedy, like because chemistry is so important and timing is so important and, you know, when you, you know, the one thing I loved about um, taking sketch classes was learning how to be economical with a lot of how you tell the joke, not waiting so long sometimes, and then also knowing when to, to kind of be able to, uh, to, you know, be in the joke with the other person. And um, I felt like he, he, Ali had a really good sense of, um, like how to deliver himself as, you know, like, like could this subject could have been very serious. It could have turned into this, you know, this PSA for a serious relationship, but, but it was, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. this could have gone another way if the wrong, if the wrong actor is placing this. And I think you did, he, he, he was good. I mean, I, if you see him, if you talk to him, tell him, I thought he was fantastic. Will do. I, I wish there was a best actor award for my festival because I would have, I would have given him um, a nom a nod to that. So he was he was oh. very, he was very good. 
you guys you, you guys were both good i thought this was um it was a good it was just a really um it fit really well for what we were doing and um because we explore different versions of love and sex and romance and this was definitely right like dead center of our content so that's awesome I, yeah i was excited to see uh your event existed um when i was looking on film freeway because it's I, I think it's really great to have it be involved in, in festivals like that where people know what they're getting into and that's what they're kind of looking for mm. it also screened at rom-com fest the first one ever in la last oh. year which was a really fun festival that was all rom-coms it had kind of a similar vibe and it was it was really fun yeah i know rom-com it's a it's a it's a great little i, I think that's a that's an also a great idea as well because there's so many great um rom-coms and to have one dedicated to just that genre, I think is really kind of, actually, I can't believe I didn't come up with that idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> um, so what's next? What do you, like, what are you up to? What's going on with your, you know, are you filming something, anything? Are you act acting in anything coming up? So I'm auditioning, um, which is nice. I got theatrical representation instead of just commercial recently, um, okay. which is exciting because I'm, get I'm getting to audition for more TV and movie stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, and then I'm working on writing um, both a feature and a pilot that I've been working on for a while. And the feature is sort of in the same vein um, of Girlfriend, where it's where it's kind of a rom com, and it's um, you know about um, a similarly anxious character, mm. uh, and it's sort of like a reverse train wreck a little bit. Um, have you seen Trainwreck, Shimmers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, which I love. But she, you know, dates around so much and is learn to settle down and this is sort of um a girl who gets married when she's super young she's like 20 and then she then her marriage falls apart by the time she's 22 and she's never dated anyone else before this was like her uh -huh. boyfriend kindergarten so she's like kind of thrown into the modern dating world um yeah and sort of some of the same themes as, as girlfriend kind of stretched out so i'm excited about that hmm. that's it's funny i I won't name names, but I actually know someone who's going through that right now. It's not, really, it's not funny, but it's true. Unfortunately, no. um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really interested in reality versus expectations mm. and like idealism when it comes to to romance. And um, I think a lot of people get into relationships really young, and then they're like, "Wait, I don't know who I am." Actually, let's mm. let's reverse and look at that. So. And and this, and it's I think it's going to be it's interesting because um, we don't you know we from the rom coms um, most of the rom coms you see are mostly older cu couples you know thirties forties whatever the case may be and so it's and you don't we we don't get to because um, people are dating in different ways now we don't explore lot of those conversations as much as we used to um so i and i think yeah. it's be cool to do it yeah i think there's a new wave of it coming like netflix has had some in the last few years that are younger um mm. and more modern rom-coms and i'm really excited about it i think the genre doesn't get the attention it deserves now that it's like kind of you know modernizing i think it it's an exciting time for it well i will tell you i'll give you a a, a little tip is there is a podcast I, I can't believe i'm saying this um there's a podcast called second date update um i listen to it okay. on 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 spotify i believe i listen to it on spotify i highly recommend it for um yeah i highly recommend it you yeah 
that's all I'm gonna say. It's I okay. I got about fifty people um, hooked on this podcast, and Amazing. yeah, it's it basically is a radio station in Seattle that does this thing where they call like you can call into their station, you can write into their station, and um, if on on a premise of you went on a first date, the person you went on a date with isn't calling you back, so they get on the phone and they call the person up <laughs> on the phone. And they asked them why they didn't call, like why you've been, you know, ghosting them. And what makes it much worse is that the person who is asking for this courtesy is on the other line listening while this is all happening. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's, that is so it's so very young because of the fact that most of the people who have met on there, like, or like who are calling in or have met on either Tinder or some other dating app. It's it's yeah. just very um, makes me glad that I'm not that situation right now. So, um, but I highly <laughs> recommend it if you're looking for material. That's a great. It's like a treasure trove. That's right up my alley. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, and so you're so you're working on you're you're getting into acting. You're you're so are you going to um, you think you'll you know do any um, any television or. Oh, in what, like in acting wise or right. just in, oh yeah, I would love to. I mean, I'm also, I'm working on a pilot too. I've gone, I have a manager, but I've gone back and forth so much with uh, landing on what I want mm. to write a pilot about to be my writing sample. And I've started a lot of projects and restarted them. It's like, get me a sample so we can, you know, submit you for staffing. Um, oh. So I'm working on, I'm working on a pilot too. And it's, it's actually a comedy about, um, living with chronic illness um the one that i'm working on now finally sticking with me um so working on that we'll use it for uh potential staffing for writers rooms and then also something that i would love to to look at developing at some point or maybe make a short as a proof of concept or something well that's cool well you know i I would i definitely want to keep in touch and keep up with what you're doing i'm actually writing i'm also writing a a sitcom uh about uh about uh relationships as well so there's that i think there's it is a it's a great time to write about relationships um and yeah yeah Yeah, i mean it's still uh early but um yeah it's you know it's there's some funny stuff going on so i i gotta i gotta do it um Where can people find you online if they are trying to keep up with what you are doing? Yeah, um, I post most on my Instagram, which is um, instead of Laura Holiday, it's Hara Holiday. So you just flip the flip those letters at Hara Holiday. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then my website is lauraholidayfilm.com. Um, so I update all that stuff pretty frequently. Hey, one quick question: Have you have you like so you've done some sketch writing you've done improv um mm-hmm. stand up any in your in your cards that ever ever down the road or would you would you ever want to do that i did it once when i first moved out here uh as part of like i was 18 and it was kind of in this like disney kids acting class where they like basically like facilitate you doing stand-up so it was like cheesy and awkward but mm. um just being up on stage by myself doing it that one time i was like oh 
<laughs> I don't know if I, I um I feel like I have a lot of material that I could easily put towards stand-up but the culture around it that I've seen a lot of my friends who are stand-ups mm. go through of like doing the bars doing the open mics and everything yeah, is uh it's a shit show. right now I've thought about doing stand-up like live streaming and be like hi I'm doing stand-up from my living room but you need to get in those reps in front of an audience yeah. and I have not uh enough for that in terms of how badly i want it compared to all the other things that i'm, I'm working on so yeah, maybe one day yeah i can i can tell you just don't put it high on your list it's not it's, it's a <laughs> it is you know those late nights hopping from club to club and oh, it's such a i you know i i thought about getting back into it but it's kind of like um it's 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 like playing professional sports. Once you retire, don't put the cleats back on, dude. Just, just don't. Unless yeah, you're I Eddie kind of, Murphy. I, right, that's true. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. I, uh, I feel like if I had done it when I first moved out here, maybe when I had like all of the the energy and gusto, I yeah. would be still doing it. But I like didn't do it in that early twenties window, so I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to have enough energy for it because it is, it is. Um, it is it is something else it's it's and, and i will also say that there's nothing like it when it goes right but there's right. nothing like it when it goes wrong too so there's that i've been on both sides so <laughs> yeah um well yeah I, I feel not well thank you so much for being on the podcast and again thank you for having your film because it was really an honor to have be able to screen it and by the way that coffee the 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 coffee maker um that uh, look everybody has a piece of equipment like that in their house that they just <laughs> absolutely refuse they buy it and it just looks at them on the counter and um i that yep. that i found really funny thank you i appreciate it thank you so much for having me on this and for including including the film and i definitely want to stay uh posted to what you guys are doing at the the film loft it seems super cool all right. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And good luck with everything. Keep us keep us abreast of what you're doing. And um, again, everybody follow her because I think she's going to be huge. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.